Welcome to the Teaching Literacy Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Downs. I'm a fourth grade teacher, PhD student at Utah State University, and someone who just wants to know more about reading. This podcast is about bridging literacy research into practice. Every episode, you'll hear from a literacy researcher about their work, why it matters, and how to turn it into practice in your classroom. Thank you for joining us. This is episode seven of the Teaching Literacy Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Downs, and I'm very excited about today's episode. Today, I talk with Dr. Chen Yi Zeng about six best practices on how to integrate morning meeting with writing for preschool age students. It's a fantastic conversation, lots of great takeaways, and even food for thought for those that might not be preschool age teachers. Before we get to that, though, I want to spend a second talking about what we're doing here on the Teaching Literacy Podcast. My goal is to make this place a fantastic resource for us to talk about ways to bridge literacy research into practice. And there's so much great literacy research going on out there right now. My goal is to be able to find those that are doing it and bring them to you. So thank you for joining us. We're on Stitcher. We're on iTunes. Make sure to leave a review there. We're also on YouTube. YouTube seems to be where we're getting the most views and likes over there, so that's fantastic. If you're a teacher that you've listened to the Teaching Literacy Podcast and you've found benefit from the show, please email me at teachingliteracypodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. So without further ado, let's get on to today's episode. Again, my interviewee's name is Dr. Chen Yi Zhang, and he's an assistant professor of early childhood and elementary education at Georgia State University. He also does work with the Urban Child Study Center that's located at Georgia State University. It's a great conversation, and make sure to stick around after the show for my two cents on the conversation today. Dr. Chen Yi Zhang, welcome to the Teaching Literacy Podcast. Well, thank you. I'm very happy to be here. So your research looks uh, at writing in the early childhood years. Will you just define what early childhood means within your, the scope of your research? So pretty much you can think about it as uh, an infant, toddler, preschool, pre-K uh, age. Um, and we also do some research um, on the transition from uh, pre-kindergarten years to kindergarten, so like the very first year of elementary school. So I'm curious, what got you interested looking at merging or taking a look at uh, writing instruction in the early childhood years? Yeah, sure. And I think the very fundamental question we have to start with is, um, you know, the concept of writing. So when you say writing seems too advanced for young children, I think you probably only think about writing as uh, composing, which means um, writing sentences in print and express ideas, uh, which is kind of advanced for young children. But when you think about writing, also involves the basics um, of um, writing letters, uh, writing letter based on letter sound, and writing word based on uh, phonological knowledge. So that's 
you know, that's something that children can learn. Actually, the recent, um, you know, um, educator's guide published by uh, Department of Education Clearinghouse highly recommend teachers to use, in, uh, to use writing activities to promote early reading skills. So writing activity is a meaningful activities for teachers to, um, to provide in early childhood setting. Also, when we think about writing, we shouldn't just uh, narrowly define it as handwriting skill, which means whether or not children can write recognizable letter without identify, uh, identify the, the, um, the property of letters um, and focus on whether or not the formation of letter looks neat. <laughs> uh, those are just um, examples of handwriting skills. The fundamentals and essential part of writing is whether or not children can use writing to express ideas. Which means even if children cannot write a sentence, but they can write in their mind and say out loud logically related story. So that's actually considered as early composing. So when we think about early writing in early childhood setting, it is really about how we um, promote children's understanding about uh, writing as a communication tool at the same time that um, writing can be used in a meaningful way. And that's why I start looking at different activity contexts uh, in a typical early childhood classroom to see where children can actually use writing in their uh, activity and in the interaction with, with, with teachers and how teachers can model writing and uh, support children's writing uh, enactment or writing action in a meaningful way. So talk yeah. to us about morning meeting. A lot of listeners are probably mm -hmm. familiar with morning meeting, but give us a quick review of morning meeting. Um, how prevalent is it around in, in early childhood classrooms? And then how long does a morning meeting typically last? Yeah, uh, morning meeting is uh, usually the very first um, large group activity in uh, many early childhood classroom, like preschool, pre-K classroom. Uh, usually teachers will get children together and talk about the daily schedule, and then they go through a set of routinized activity, like checking weather, checking calendar, uh, calendar days, and also uh, checking like who is the daily helper, uh, what's going to happen, and what we're going to eat for meals. Um, and, you know, such um, activity occurs pretty much in all early childhood classrooms. And also you know, universally as well in other cultures. For example, in Japan, they also do the same uh, kind of setup uh, when they start a, uh, a typical day in a classroom. Although they may call it different names, sometimes some uh, classrooms call it communi community time. Sometimes they call it uh, morning play time. Sometimes they call it morning carpet time, but that's the, they, they all follow the same uh, structure that um, a, a large group of kids, like so all children in the classroom get together and complete a set of uh, routinized activity every day. So then what are some of the advantages of integrating writing instruction during morning meeting time? Uh, yeah, that's a really good question. Actually, um, it's, it, it from two perspectives, from teachers and children's perspective. From children's perspective, though, is morning meeting time is, the, again, it's the very first uh, large group activity during the day. So children are usually very uh, engaged and 
pay close attention to that very activity because it's the very first activity. Um, they just arrive in the classroom. They're, they're still like really um, energetic toward the day. So time-wise, it's a, it's a good context for, for children. And also, um, the morning activity involves routinized activities. In other words, those activities are very familiar to children. Um, and it's a repeated activity, so um, children know what they're supposed to do, what kind of a question they uh, need to answer, or what kind of interaction they need to participate. So it's very, it's a, it's, it's, even though teacher does uh, do not give uh, explicit instruction about like what you're supposed to do, but all children understand it because those activities are meaningful. Like you check the weather, that's meaningful. Tell me the weather today. Or you check the calendar, tell me the data there. Those are all meaningful activities that are closely related to children's daily life and their daily experience. So it's very easy to get them connected to the activity. So morning meeting time really provides a meaningful context for both teachers and children. So the, you give six ideas of ways that a teacher can integrate writing into morning meeting. Let's, let's start with the first three. So you mentioned having writing materials handy, sharing the pen, mm-hmm. and, and writing with the pen. Can you elaborate on those three? Uh, well, the first thing is having the uh, material ready is uh, what we notice is in some centers, even if they prepare writing materials, and then they create a wonderful writing center, but those um, but those writing materials um, and the writing center kind of um, stay far away from the large group uh, area. I think one of the reasons is many teachers consider writing as a quiet activity, and usually they uh, have a morning meeting time um, on the carpet uh, or uh, somewhere close to dramatic play area. That's kind of like, you know, hyperactive area. So they want to put the writing center away. But then uh, we have to think about, um, you know, writing material are prepared for use. Um, so teachers have to find opportunity to demonstrate how to use those writing materials in a meaningful way. So the writing material, even though you have a writing center um, is, um, set up in a classroom, writing material also need to be, um, you know, easy to get uh, in different areas. For example, even if you are in science area, you should be able to see this notepad and a pen prepared for that just in case children want to, you know, uh, scribble or they want to draw something related to the theme in the science area. Similarly, in the dramatic area, we also want to prepare some material there. Probably not a lot, but like markers, basic material like markers, papers, notepad over there. So when teachers are leading uh, the activity, she can, um, she or he can just easily get the material and easily start writing. Uh, and easily explain to children saying like, oh, I'm going to write something, something right here uh, to get children's attention to this. Um, and then when, when, we, when, we say, when we say share the pen, it's, you know, during the time of modeling, uh, we also need to actively invite children to participate into the writing process. Um, so one thing is um, some teachers, uh, when they prepare, they have a daily message prepared every day um, they write a very good sentence um, on the whiteboard, um, but the limitation of that is um, they kind of write it 
by themselves. Um, they don't invite children to participate into the writing process. What we can do is, you know, in front of children, we can write together. We can say, oh, I'm going to write, we all feel good today. Um, do you know how to write it? Yeah, you don't, you know, pay attention to what I am, what I am writing right now. I'm going to write from left to right. We are, we are going to be good today, you know. So the teacher's writing a sentence on the whiteboard at the same time, uh, call children's attention to the writing process and explain the writing process in an explicit way from left to right, and then explain probably the vocabulary and letters in the sentence. And then invite children to, or, you know, to write part of it. Um, like when, he, when she finished, we are, um, and then she say, oh, can anyone write good? Anyone know how to write good? Yes. And then she can invite one child to come to the board and write, write with her. Or she can invite children to do air spelling. So children can move their fingers in the air. Okay, to write the first letter of good, right? Letter G, how to write G in the air. Show me your, show me your finger. Show me how you write G in the air. You know, so that's also the opportunity for teachers to get children involved into the writing process and catch children's interest um, in, this, in, in this, this, you know, um, teacher child interaction of writing. So help me understand, see I'm understanding this right. So one possible way a teacher could do this is, let's say, for example, to begin morning meeting, the, the teacher usually begins with the day of the week mm -hmm. and then the weather. And so yeah. in, instead of having those things pre-written on the whiteboard, yeah. today is Tuesday, mm -hmm. it will be 72 degrees today. Mm -hmm. yeah. The morning meeting starts with a blank whiteboard and the mm -hmm. teacher can go up and model that writing. Yeah, that, yes, that's right. So we want okay. to um, okay. we want to promote the interaction um, because in um, you know in educational research or you know when we think about the teaching effectiveness, the quality of interaction matters the most. It's really not about what kind of activity you provide; it's whether uh, you give children opportunity to experience and use the skill, um, and you provide support. Through the interact, uh, through interacting with children, uh, so the quality of the interaction matters the most. Um, so we have to think about how to get children involved into action, uh, rather than you know when you think about uh, you know writing all of these words and sentences ahead of time, it's kind of like we're giving lecture to children. So we have to think about getting children involved into this process. And one thing is, uh, because writing involves um, like hand movement, um, many children consider that as type of play if we frame writing in a meaningful way. Um, but if we only put writing in small group, for example, I, I oftentimes observe teachers prepare um, you know, a, a writing activity in small group time, like, in a, in, um, you know, like three or four children around the table. And what they do is they trace letters or they copy letters or copy words. Those are very mechanical. Uh, it does, this such uh, writing activity does not have a context, a meaningful context. That's kind of the rationale of um, putting writing into morning meetings so children can use it. 
So what is when we're trying to develop that interaction, what is the focus? Is it having students produce meaningful language, productive language? Is it connecting that letters have sound, more of that phonemic awareness component? Is, is it all of the above? What, what's the focus of the interaction? Um, I think for morning meeting time, uh, it's the perfect context for teachers to model writing process, uh, to model the use of writing in a meaningful way, uh, at the same time to allow children to experience writing process um, and invite children to participate in, um, to invite children to participate in this um, process of generating meaningful text. Um, so when you write the, the vocabulary of month, vocabulary of day on the whiteboard, you are actually generating meaningful text. You know, it, it provides a good proxy for teachers to encourage more literacy, um, you know, activity in other contexts. So the last three uh, strategies that you recommend for teachers to integrate writing with, uh, morning, with morning meeting routine is scaffold writing attempts, build community, and keep writing components brief. Can you elaborate on those? Yeah, yes. So when, we, uh, when teacher model writing, uh, it is a great, great opportunity for teachers folk, uh, to provide explicit instruction on literacy skills uh, because writing relies on pre-reading skills such as letter knowledge, pre-knowledge. Um, you know, it also relies on vocabulary skills, um, basic, um, you know, such as the, the words of the month, word of the uh, weather. Um, so when, when teacher model writing, um, they they have great opportunity to just introduce those words, uh, introduce those uh, knowledge in an explicit way. So as I mentioned earlier, when for example when they write Tuesday, uh, they can say they can ask a question like, do you do you remember um, which um, what's the first letter of Tuesday? And then you know she can scaffold, she can provide you know some hints or prompts say. Let's 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 say Tuesday together. Tuesday. So what's the first letter of Tuesday? Tuesday. Good. Start. It's the T. T makes t sound. And then she start writing T. Anyone remember how to write a T? Yes. We have to write a line this way and write a line go down. Um, but you know you can see just few sentences. She touched on, um, you know, letter knowledge, uh, phonological awareness. That's the initial, initial sound of the vocabulary, letter sound, uh, and also the pre-knowledge. And she can also talk about uh, the, um, the writing convention, like the first letter of a, um, a word in a sentence, need to, we should use uppercase, not lowercase. You know, that's also the opportunity for them to explain the, 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 um, the writing convention as well. Um, so teachers need to um, be aware uh, to uh, consistently provide explicit instruction um, of, of literacy skill uh, in the process of writing. Um, and, you know, frankly speaking, I think writing is a, is a great um, context or proxy for introducing literacy skill because it provides teachers a platform 
So when a teacher write a vocabulary or write a uh, write a sentence, she has lots of opportunity to talk uh, to talk about literacy skills and can touch on different literacy uh, knowledge as well. Um, and in this process, teachers can um, observe um, children's reactions to such um, you know instructions. So they can um, modify their instructions during their writing. So when they find children have easier time, uh, you mean children can all get, uh, to all get, all understand the letter knowledge, for example, and she can talk about the um, the syllables um, of the vocabulary. And if she notices that children have difficulty understand uh, certain uh, literacy skill, and she can make it easier by single out. For example, one letter, just talk about letter T, just talk about letter formation of T, uh, instead of talk about uh, the ne next letters in the in a vocabulary. Um, and then for building communities, the same thing. So when we talk, when, when I uh, mentioned that, um, you know, usually teachers use morning meeting time to do the daily helper, and sometimes they do the uh, attendance taking. Um, and sometimes they ask the children how do they feel, uh, what did they have yesterday or at home, or what kind of game they play, they play at home with their parents. Uh, all of those are community building converse, uh, conversation, but they can make that to be part of the writing routine as well. You know, it's simply as if you feel happy, write yes. Why yes? Right? Instead of letting children yell, are you happy today? Yes! And then that's it. And even some children, they seem like not happy at all. <laughs> the child will also say yes. Um, but like, if you involve writing into this, okay, let's write yes. If we all feel happy today, let's write yes on the whiteboard. Or let's, all, um, let's all use our finger to write letter Y in the air. You know, that's in this way, you infuse writing into action into this community building time, um, and that also becomes um, meaningful for cho for children to um, to understand the um, the importance of um, having a you know great community. Um, at the same time, they experience writing in a meaningful way. The last one we're going to talk about is a short and brief. Means teachers do not need to wait. Um, for children. So, for example, when we say, like, let's write Y in the air, she doesn't need to, to wait till everyone can write a Y in the air. She, she can keep on moving. Um, the, the thing is, we have to understand the morning meeting time still is a time for, um, you know, complete routinized activities or, um, you know, folks on children's, um, you know, focus on children's experience outside of the classroom. Uh, it's not a structured learning time, such as book reading. Uh, it's not a structured learning time like a small table, like teacher prepare all of these materials um, and all of those, uh, uh, you know, uh, activity with clear teaching objectives. So the morning meeting time still need to be framed within, um, you know, with, within the uh, the the or considered as a routine activity. That's for children to experience. So we have to make the writing component brief um, and easy to do.
um, so that we can encourage children to do more. What, what advice would you give to a teacher that's interested in integrating writing with morning meeting routines? Yeah, um, I think teachers really have to uh, reflect on their existing routine. And then teachers have to think about, um, as I just mentioned earlier, you know, teachers, they are, they're the boss of the classroom. <laughs> so I think it's totally okay for teachers to um, choose the routine activity they like to do first um, and they find easier to do first. Um, and then start modifying those activities to uh, include writing uh, components. Um, so if teachers find, you know, um, introducing calendar is, uh, talking about calendar is very easy to do every day, and then just start with that. Um, try to, instead of pointing to the calendar or, um, you know, pre-write all of those calendar words, um, start with, uh, writing calendars on the whiteboard with children um, and introduce um, those literacy skills of, you know, the, the, the letters in the words or the sound of the first letter in the words um, and then model writing these words to children um, in, in, to just during the calendar time. And then just, just on the calendar time, that's it. So do not... Um, do not modify everything from the beginning um, because this is, this is a, a process of introducing um, the, what I say, the uh, expectations of learning to children. So for many children, uh, for, at the very beginning of the semester, they, don't, you know, they need time to understand what they expect to do um, in the morning meeting time. So when you introduce one activity that involves writing, um, gradually they know, okay, so the moment teacher asks me to the, uh, ca uh, to the carpet, sit on the carpet, and w the moment we start talking about the calendar, we need to write. Okay, that's, uh, that's kind of uh, expectation. So when you start with one easy activity um, and, you know, kind of get children to understand the rules, Start from there, and children will spontaneously participate uh, the writing activities later on. Last question: What do you think makes a great teacher? For me, I think a great teacher should uh, focus on developing personal um, relationship with each child, uh, focus on individual children's needs, and provide support accordingly. Um, provide positive feedback. Um, provide guidance. Uh, and in a constructive way. Um, and I also think a great teacher should um, consistently reflect on her own experience, um, not only for the benefit of um, children's learning, but also benefit of their own professional growth. So I know you do some work with the Urban Child Studies Center. We you a little that oh, yeah, sure. Uh, we actually have an urban child study center at Georgia State. Um, in this center, we focus on uh, translating scientific research into practice, like uh, the, job, the, the project I've been doing, um, translating the existing writing um, you know, studies into this practice um, of uh, infusing writing into uh, morning meeting time. Um, so we... Uh, we love to collaborate with teachers 
Uh, we love to uh, learn more about our classrooms because um, I think the researcher-teacher partnership is very important uh, for professional learning and for improving the quality of early childhood uh, education. Um, and we take a very different approach instead of we researchers prepare everything and train teachers to do. Uh, we consider teachers as a very important contributor to professional learning. Um, so, for example, for this morning meeting time um, project, I actually spend time observe uh, early child um, early childhood classroom, and then I have personal conversation with many teachers and directors, and and I know that they do not want to have new activities. <laughs> yeah, because new activities mean they have to change a lot for their uh, existing schedule and curriculum, everything. So that's why instead of um, you know, introducing a complete new lighting activity to a classroom, we modify existing uh, classroom activity to include writing components. So for this project, for this morning, uh, morning meeting project, really, um, you know, I learned a lot from teachers. Um, I just introduced the uh, uh, um, practice based on my understanding of uh, literacy, um, literacy research, but it is teachers um, who tell me or who inform me what actually will work. Um, so we take the same approach in Urban Child Study Center, and we love to collaborate with teachers, learn, learn more about them, uh, learn more about what their specific needs are, and then work together and collaborate and develop more practice uh, for early childhood workforce. Yeah, so if you are uh, interested in our works, uh, you want to establish connection with us, uh, please visit our website and, uh, yeah, send us an email and um, let's work together. Excellent. Well, Dr. Chen Yuzing, thank you for coming on the show today. Oh, thank you. A great big thank you to Dr. Chen Yi Zing for joining us on the show today. I had a fantastic conversation. I hope you had several takeaways from the show as well. For me, here's my two cents that I want to leave with you before the end of the show today. My first takeaway from the show has to do with regular classroom routines. In Dr. Zhang's research, what he does is he will go into a classroom and he will just observe and see what the normal classroom routines are over several days. And then from there, he looks for ways that he can integrate literacy instruction, writing instruction into those regular classroom routines. And that's how um, him focusing on integrating writing instruction with morning meeting came to be. I think that's a great message for all of us literacy educators, is that in our classrooms there are routines that we do every single day that they're fairly similar across days, and it's um, a process that we do where we're learning. And, and obviously, it looks different in the younger grades, where you might be having a morning meeting versus the older grades. But the concept remains the same, that if we can find those classroom routines that we're doing the same day after day, and find ways to integrate reading and writing instruction into it, we can be providing an authentic context for students to have a little bit more rigor and uh, literacy and writing instruction in their day. And notice when Dr. Zhang was talking, this wasn't 
the only writing instruction that these students were receiving. This was just a supplement to the regular writing instruction that they were using, but as a way to use it in an authentic context with meaningful outcomes uh, and even in a sort of playful way where the students are being able to you know, write with their fingers in the air or being able to share the pen and things of that nature. So I love the idea of finding those regular classroom routines and integrating them with literacy and writing. My second big takeaway from the episode has to do with the connection between reading and writing. We all know that there's that big connection and that doing both in an integrated way is so important. But I loved the way that Dr. Zhang explained it where he was able to show that when the teacher and the students were having this shared writing experience, the teacher can take those opportunities during the writing experience to hit on things like concepts of print, phonemic awareness, and even some phonics instruction. So then the students are receiving writing practice, but they're also receiving some literacy practice as well to help firm up those literacy skills. And so attending to that connection between reading and writing, I think is important across all the grades, but especially in those younger grades where everything is so formative and so new, showing how the reading and writing are so connected, I think is very beneficial to students and is again, really maximizing your time during that morning meeting. That is all I have for you today on the podcast. I so appreciate you joining me here and supporting in what we're trying to do. If this is a podcast that you're enjoying, please leave us a review on Stitcher or on iTunes. Please share this with a colleague. And you can always feel free to drop me a line at teachingliteracypodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Thank you for supporting the show and tune in next week for another fantastic episode on bridging literacy research into practice. Thanks for listening to our conversation today. Remember to check out the show notes for more details. If you have feedback or a show idea, feel free to email me at teachingliteracypodcast at gmail.com. This is Jake with the Teaching Literacy Podcast, and until next time, let's go and teach literacy just a little bit better.